0: Marketplace, President Kufado undertakes big ministerial shakeup. Among the casualties is Ken Ferreta, who has been removed from his position as finance minister, as Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam is named as replacement. In the last few um, minutes, we're hearing the former finance minister, Ken Ferreta, is to be appointed as senior presidential advisor on the economy. We'll dig into that. Also coming up, inflation back to an upward trajectory in January hitting 23.5%, we hear from the government statistician.
1: On year basis, we have seen a reversal in the decline in the rate of inflation in January 2024 as inflation dipped to 23.2% for December 2023 with a 0.3 percentage point markup. We're recording a January year on, a January 2024 year-on-year inflation of
0: 23.5%. My name is Daryl Kwong. Thanks for being with us. Details coming up. Staying with us, everyone. Uh, finance minister Ken of has finally been relieved of his duties in the finance ministry in a big ministerial shaker by President Kufado. The minister of state at the finance ministry, Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam, you see him, has been nominated by President Kufado as the new finance minister. He takes over from Ken of who served in the office for seven years. The announcement was captured in the latest ministerial reshuffle by President Kufado. Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam was in February 2023 appointed as the Minister of State at the Finance Ministry after uh, President Kofado asked uh, Charles Edoubain to step aside, following an investigation by uh, journalist Anas Arumayal. Anas, well, joining us with reaction to this is economist Professor uh, Lord Mesa. Good afternoon to you, sir. Ken must go. Ken must go. Finally, Ken is out. Your reaction to this news breaking today
2: yes, um, Ken is indeed out uh, but then uh, he set up the economy into a certain trajectory which um, I can say that it would take a long time for us to get a correction. And so uh, at least um, we are happy that he's out. but then um, the best that he's caused is so deep to the extent that getting it corrected I mean will take I mean some time. So effectively yes of course uh, it's a relief. Well, there's going to be kind of a fresh, you know, mind of both, which at the end of the day, we expect, you know, the, the new um, finance minister to pull down the momentum that the previous finance minister was uh, moving across. But then also, we need to appreciate that for now, if you finance minister, you don't have, you know, so many things at your discretion, because we have... Um, you know, um, a country that we've subjected ourselves to IMF in terms of, of our fiscal controls and other things. So, effectively, it is a relief, but then the damage has already been caused.
0: Yeah, uh, in the last few minutes, uh, just before we came on the air, we're hearing that of uh, Rata is to be appointed as Senior Presidential Advisor on the Economy. He will also serve as the President's Special Envoy. Um on international investments and capital markets, uh, your your reaction to that as well?
2: I think um, I'm surprised. We may want to keep you, you know, within the same space because um, if you look at the finance minister over the years, it's the same finance minister that celebrated our exit, you know, from IMF, and then it's the same finance minister who took us to IMF. So the dynamics have been so volatile around here, and uh, he himself, his presence within, you know, our economic space is quite, you know, risky. So if I were to be the president, I would have, you know, taken him out of the space completely for him to and relaxed. But I don't know what is happening that they will keep him around, you know, the
0: economy. Uh, oh, well, some, some have said this appears to be a promotion sort of senior presidential advice on the economy. Uh, But Ms. Oferiata seemed to have had a grip on the economy pre-COVID-19 and everything seemed to fall apart after that. Where did he get it wrong? For which uh, reason there was so much pressure on him to step aside?
2: Where he got it wrong was was when he increased his appetite for borrowing. You know, just before the COVID, that was 2017, 2018, 2019, early part of 2019. We're still under IMF. And then we exited the IMF program. At the point where we were with the IMF, our debt to sorry, our budget deficit was heading towards six percent. But then immediately we exited the IMF, which of course we celebrated with Kenke Party. Our you know I mean budget deficit jumped to eleven percent, which called for you know huge finance. And as a result of that, we started increasing our borrowing here and there. And from that time, you know, we've not been ourselves. I mean, country that was piling up debt, and we keep on increasing our budget deficit. After after the 11 percent, he moved on to 13 percent, and then he jumped to 15 percent, which was a peak. And that was when he got to know that yes, we are in trouble. So from where I sit, I think his posture was too aggressive. I mean, to manage, you know, uh, an economy and. Uh, I don't blame him for that because of his background. He has more of an investment background, private investment background. And those people are normally, you know, if he's going out of the space, I would have advised the president that he takes him out completely uh, rather
0: than, you know, still hanging around and, you know, serving as an advisor. Uh, seems as though it's a game of chess but I mean there were real challenges when the external factors like the COVID-19 pandemic the Russia-Ukraine war derailed economic gains wasn't he a victim of circumstances?
2: Well I can say that he did not position the economy to receive the you know the COVID and the Ukraine war shocks the reason being that you cannot you know, being COVID and read a and budget to the deficit of about, you know, 13%. No, you we know, don't. It, it, it doesn't happen anywhere. It's the same COVID period that he was preparing the economy to go and go. So, um So I think, you know, his kind of management posture was problematic. And that is why at the point in time, some of us were insisting that he moves out of the space, so that he leaves it for someone who is more conserved, you know, when it comes to public, you know, financial
0: management to take charge. And, and I guess the IMF program was uh, the last straw that broke the camel's back, wasn't it? Anything we can commend him for during his tenure as finance minister?
2: Well, of course, um, he was more resilient when it comes to you know, um, criticisms here and there. And he showed he proved to Bernier that, of course, um, once he takes his decision, you can change it. Uh, but then what we can remember him of is a oh, is about a risk around him. He was so inconsistent. You know, one day he's saying this, another day he'll be saying a different thing. He mentioned that we are not going to IMF, and then you know we ended up with the IMF. So that inconsistency, is, uh, which you know has to do with information, you know, uncertainty, brought up some risk in the economy. And when I sit, um, that is what I remember of of. Uh, I don't. I can't remember him of anything, you know, positive when it comes to uh, the economic management. And if you look at the, the the past, I mean, years that he's been under management, mm. it's like, I mean, he's he's put the economy at the space of the old the government, and you know, it's government that is doing all the business in this country. And the interest rate has been going up. I mean, banking sector interest rate, lending rate is not coming, has not been coming down, you know, as expected. So. Um, it's not something that we can, we can it's something that we can remember him of but then uh, I would say that there are no good things I mean, if you are managing the economy you ensure that the economy transmits to the ordinary person and their businesses
0: what do what you make of uh, his replacement through uh, Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam, good choice and what can you say about the timing of, of this reshuffle when the president just has 10 months in office yeah, I think mean, um,
2: this reshuffle uh, is not to the interest of, I mean, the nation. I mean, it's more of a kind of a pressure at the, at the party level. And I believe that, you know, can, you know occupying that space can have uh, a problem, can have impact when it comes to elections. And uh, that is why, you know, probably, I mean, it's being replaced. But then um, the current, um, the, 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 the appointed one, he was fine, the, the, the deputy minister and so he knows you know, the trajectory that his boss has taken the economy to and uh, whichever you know, our condition we find ourselves in. things are not going to change within the nine months that he's going to occupy the space. So he's just going to be there. I mean caressing, you know massaging you know, the situation and take his pay, which will come at the cost. economic cost to us anyway. And uh, told the nine months will come, nothing will change. That's, I mean, it's an, an economy that has been set up already. kind of Riata has set up the economy already by handing it over to be, uh, the, the island.
0: All right, uh, thank you so much, Professor Lord Mesa, for speaking with us uh, this afternoon. Appreciate it. Now we are. Turning to inflation, another story we are looking at for you. Inflation for the month of January has risen to 23.5% according to the Ghana Statistical Services Consumer Price Index. This is an increase from the previous rate of 23.2%, which is influenced by a sharp increase in non-food items, including housing, clothing, and transport. Food inflation however, continued to witness a decline. Professor Samuel kopney is government statistician.
1: On year basis, we have seen a reversal in the decline in the rate of inflation in January twenty twenty four, as inflation dipped to twenty three point two percent for December twenty twenty three, with a zero point three percentage point markup with recording a January year on a January twenty twenty four year on year inflation of twenty three point five percent. From a trend perspective, this is the first time in the last six months that we are seeing a reversal of the decline since the month of july 2023 we have consistently seen a decline in year on year inflation we recorded 43.1 percent for the month of july 2023 dipped to 40.1 subsequently dipped to 23.2 percent for the month of december 2023 and in the month of january 2024 we've seen a reversal of the decline that we've seen in the last six months from 23.2 in the month of December 2023 to 23.5 in the month of January 2024. On a month-on-month basis, overall inflation since May 2023 will continue to see a swing for each of the months since May 2023. In May 2023, the rate of inflation on a month-on-month basis stood at 4.8%, declined to 3.2%, and further increased to 3.6%, and since then, we continue to see an oscillating month-on-month overall inflation since May 2023. Disaggregating rates of inflation from a food and non-food perspective, and also inflation for locally produced items and inflation for imported items, for the month of January 2024, food inflation stood at 28.7%, indicating Indicating a change to 27.1% for the month of January 2024. In January 2024, food inflation stood at 27.1% relative to December 2023,
0: 28.7%. All right, Senior Finance Lecturer at the University of Cape Coast, Dr. Seram Mkawal joins um, us on Zoom. Good afternoon to you. Uh, it's been a while, great to speak with you. We'll, we'll talk about the ministerial reshuffle in a bit, but first your reaction to um, the latest figures from the status quo service. Any calls for alarm based on the general figures? told uh dr serum Kao is frozen we're going to try to get him back on but uh as we have been pointing out this is a rise from the 23.2 percent uh that we witnessed in uh december 2023 20, uh, as uh, m is back with us so i was just asking uh doc if there's any cause for alarm based on the figures we are seeing in january
3: okay the 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 figures that we are seeing in january It's just a reflection of the celebrations that we've had into January. And so the rate of inflation, I have consistently maintained that. It is not the decline that we see does not mean that prices have dropped. but Rather, the prices have been increasing at a decreasing rate. And so once we have seen that, what we need to look at is that we need to look at measures that will enable us to control the rate of inflation that we've had. Yeah. The delay in IMF um, bailouts, a second tranche of the money might have also contributed to what we have
0: seen. Uh, we, we have been reporting a lot recently about the surge in dollar demand and its impact on the city. Do you expect that to inf- impact on inflation going forward?
3: Yeah. So once there is a surge on the dollar, what we're going to say is that the, the rate of imports will go up. Once we have the rate of imports going up, then we are going to see a rise in the prices of commodities that we, we see in the country. And remember that we import most of the things in the country. Once we are importing most of the things, that is the effect that we're going to have.
0: Okay, and so what? What stop gap measures can the government put in place right now uh, so that we, this doesn't escalate? Sir, so, our is frozen one more time. We're just discussing inflation and uh, the latest figures twenty three point five percent. We're also going to take a look at the latest to do with the ministerial reshuffle. As we've been reporting. Uh, this afternoon. The former finance minister is not exactly out yet. He may be out of the finance ministry, but he has a new appoint, appointment. He's a senior presidential advisor on the economy. He's also going to be serving as a president's special envoy on uh, international investments and capital markets. And so uh, we're keeping our eyes on that. Really wanted Serum Kaur to uh, uh, react to that. Um, I hear you are back, Serum. Tell us um, about what measures the government can put in place while we talk about inflation uh, to deal with the side escalation that we've seen in the month of January.
3: Yeah, so in, for government to look at the rate of inflation, which is largely due to the surge we have seen in mm. the dollar rate, what, what government needs to do is to look at the duties at the port we need to streamline the duties at the port. Um, prices of commodities are going up because importers are paying so much in terms of duties. And these duties are aligned with the dollar. And so when the dollar surges, then the duties also increase. There have been a lot of taxes that have been introduced this year. Okay, We have the emission, we have the other pet tax and all other taxes. These taxes are not going to be paid by the sellers, the traders or the manufacturers. They are going to push these taxes to the consumer. And so these taxes can also give rise to what we are seeing today. The Vice President um assertion in his vision for the country where he said that some of these taxes will be abolished. Okay. And in part of the government they should try to abolish those taxes now so that the country will benefit from them and not to wait until election or after election.
0: All right. I, I just wanted to take a bite on uh, today's breaking news story. We have been reporting about the replacement of Ken Oferiata as uh, finance minister. Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam has been nominated to take his place. Also, uh, we have been reporting that Ken Foyata will now become the senior presidential advisor on the economy, uh, your take on the decision by the president and how potentially it can impact the economy?
3: Uh, I am sorry to say that maintaining the finance minister as a senior presidential advisor to the president on economic issues and international investment, especially the capital uh, capital market, and coming at this time is too late. Too late in the sense that it's not going to change anything. He has set the whole thing in motion. The budget for the year has been read, and what we expect is the implementation and the supervision of the budget. So maintaining the uh, current uh, or the outgoing finance minister in the presidency it is just giving him a more grip on the economy and what we have a weakness over time. So you agree with those Uh, who say
0: it's it's a promotion, sort of?
3: uh, Yes, it it may be a promotion. And we have failed as a country to learn from what the finance minister, the ex-finance minister has done to this country. As uh, Professor Lord has alluded to, he's an investment banker. An investment person, they take a lot of risk. And what we have seen in the case of uh, Ken was that he tries to use the principle of time value of money that says that a dollar today, a CD today is better than a dollar tomorrow or a CD tomorrow, which invariably he had collateralized our future earnings in using them to get loans that we are supposed to pay. But in investment... Where you take the future money today. You invest it and get returns on that particular amount of money so that you are not losing anything. In governance, we are taking this money and we are using it for current expenditure. And that, we are not re, uh, reaping the needed uh, returns that we need to get from it. And so, they need to sit up. The presidency, the finance ministry need to sit up. The Ten months that is left for us to go out of uh, the current regime, for a new regime to come in. Okay. Maybe the same people different political party. They need to look at how they are going to do the investment that will yield the needed result. So money that we've collected and borrowed should be put into areas where those money should be able to pay themselves. Otherwise, we will remain where we are.
0: Thirty seconds. Your your take on his choice of Mohamed Amin Adam to replace Ken Ofoegbu. It's
3: it's the same group of people, the same mindset. This is the deputy minister. He is coming to continue what the finance minister is doing.
0: Dr. Seram Kawa, senior finance lecturer at the University of Cape Cushel, to speak with you. Uh, this afternoon watching the marketplace. We are taking a short break. When we come back, we are going to be talking about Bows Day. I've got a touch of red. We are going to be asking how tech-based businesses are cashing in on celebrations. You don't want to go anywhere.
3: and thrilling podcast and live shows. Download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, MyJoy Online, Amazon services like Echo, Amazon Music, and Apple, Stitcher, Atom Online, Overcast, and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated. Into a new era of news consumption with myjoyonline.com, your go to destination for cutting edge journalism, giving you the most credible stories from business to politics and from sports to entertainment. Myjoyonline.com. Into- is an upgraded news website meticulously designed to empower you with an enriched browsing experience like never before. Experience the future of news browsing with myjoyonline.com.
0: Some sound issues I totally ruined my intro for this segment. But I rest the office and it's beautiful. On the right hand today is Valentine's Day. We have a lot of cake going around in the office as well as chocolate as people show love to their friends. But how can tech spice up your Vows Day celebration? Monitoring the transfer is lead for Eyes of Africa, Henry Kobler. He joins us. Uh, Henry, we are going to try to make this in two minutes. A lot of breaking news to do with the finance ministers. Uh, 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 removal from office uh, if you like. How is technology enhancing Vals Day celebration?
4: Thank you very much, Taro. I think that usually you, you look at um, tech as being an enabler that helps uh, push whatever it is, whenever the celebrations are there. I mean, it happens during Black Friday, Christmas and Easter. And so when it gets to vows Day, obviously you're having a lot of people show love to their friends and their loved ones. And so you'd have tech come in. Uh, one way or the other. I mean, if you look at social media, I call them social media entrepreneurs, you'd realize that there's a lot of um, hampers flying all over. Um, and then you'd have most of the shops who have e-commerce shops as well, um, pushing in some level of discounts for phones and electronic gadgets as as well. And then, I mean, probably you have a lot of, um, uh, even even the telecoms, uh, mm. given some level of airtime and data packages. as as free for people. But essentially, you'd realize that there's a lot of discounting and a lot of packaging that that goes for loved ones. But generally, if you're looking at uh, using tech, I mean, away from everything, sales and and all, to show some level of love to friends, I think that the first one I could talk about is trying to do a watch party um, in terms of a movie using Netflix. I mean, Netflix can basically get you to have a loved one who is actually distant from you um, do a watch party of a movie, which you can just do a lot of commenting and all. Um, you could also even try doing them a, a listening party on Spotify or most of the streaming platforms as well. I think that also enhances where you sort of share music, talk about love, okay. um, with the nice musics that you can sort of have. Um, some people could also just gift for the gamers who are always techie and online. You could always have um, some level of gifts when it comes down to the game side, where you could give them all some right. level of gifts and all of those things as well. And uh, I think that you could also just finally have a virtual date where you could send off um, uh, an, a wine or something to your loved one and just
0: have a Zoom okay. and just talk about yourself. I think that could do for you. I think I like the sound of a virtual date. Uh, it would be great for my producer, Jesse. Thank you, Henry. <laughs> I, That's the marketplace. Thanks for watching, everyone. More news on our website, for forward slash business. We'll be back same time tomorrow.